Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 40, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is Jed Shepard. And that guy's Rob Jelly, the Jelly Man! How are you, Jedster? I'm good, thank you. How are you today? Very good. I'm, I'm not bad. I have a nice nap this afternoon. Did you? <laughs> I did. You I, deserve it. I, tell you what, you deserve it. I, I've realised that uh, as an adult, between the ages of sort of 20 and Probably about 50, I would say, maybe 60. <laughs> we, we seem to just get hung up on this whole, you wake up, you've yeah. got to be awake now until you go to sleep again. Yeah. Whereas small children, mm-hmm. I'd even take it down to like 10 years old. Yeah. Uh, small children and old people have got this sussed. They, it's like the secret they haven't just shared lazy. with us. Just lazy. No, no, no. It's a secret that they haven't shared with us. Okay. Have a little afternoon nap. Half hour. 45 minutes. Mate, that's why I'm on Nikaze 24-7. <laughs> Literally are. I'm drinking lizard because if, and I've tried to stop, and the day and the time when I try and stop, I just freak out. My body just can't take it. So, um, uh, so your blood type is actually leukosate. Yeah, it's leukosate yeah. zero positive. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty bad. I can't. I cannot recommend a decent afternoon nap. Yeah, enough. It, it's it's the most magnificent thing. So it's it's very simple, rare that I do that. It's a simple magnificent thing as well. I used to have Sunday naps. I used to go to like a market or something, like a flea market on a yeah, Sunday yeah. morning, come back, have a nap, and then wake up and start my day, really. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it is useful. I mean, I, mean, I guess the, the, the point is I get up at half two in the morning, so you know, a nap is very much required for me to function. You have got a massive till. excuse for the fact that you are up at half two, yeah. you do... I'm in work by hours half, of radio. Yeah, I'm in you, work by half three. I've yeah. done you know a full shift before midday. Yeah, um, you would be a perfect vampire. You would be, and you, you'd have a cover for it. So every vampire is looking for their cover, so people won't suspect them. You've got it. You do. You do an early morning show, in the under the cover of darkness. You go home and you sleep during the day. You come back out when it's, when the sun's down. Yeah, like I do for the podcast. Yeah, but um, luckily I eat a lot of garlic. So that should keep you away. You're safe. Yeah, I'm safe. Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know about uh, Jimmy next door. He's 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 got no chance. <laughs> yeah. He's got no chance. Uh, how's the week been? Uh, yeah, um, five out of ten. But besides five that, out of ten. <laughs> no, fair enough. Listen, we have to have them. Yeah, got to have a couple of five out of ten weeks yeah. to make the eights and the nines even more special. So. That's true. And this is based on our, our rating system that we used for the pilot yes, podcast. <laughs> we apply to our life also. It's a bit of a, a five out of ten week, but I'm hoping we'll get an eight point five. Uh, towards the end of it. All right, excellent stuff. How, so, how uh, was your week? Uh, not bad. It's it's um, yeah, it's weird. Actually, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that this week has been a particularly high scoring week myself. I would say okay. it's, it's football's back. So I've been back into American football. So yeah. for those who don't know, I, I'm a big fan of the sport and I play at a sort of amateur level in the UK, um, which is very cool. And so that's very very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's you know there's just I, I can see I can sense stuff bubbling away on the horizon that's just okay. going to make things difficult okay tricky you know the, what the fact um american football is quite hard well there is that yes there is that <laughs> and it's cold. So it's, yes well i tell you what it was out on sunday yeah and 
the temperature. You go out. The, I got out of the car about I don't know twelve o'clock when we got there, mm. and it was it's cold. Time, isn't it? Yeah, it's about <laughs> nap time. Um, it was cold and it was drizzly and a bit damp. Yeah. So you'd be like, okay, but as long as I run around, I'll be all right. Warm up a bit. The rain won't be too much. I'm not bothered by a bit of rain. Okay. But you could feel the temperature dropping by sort of ten every ten minutes. You could feel it getting colder and colder, and all of a sudden, a little flurry of snow started falling down. And you're like, yep. blimey, it is cold. It's starting mm-hmm. to snow hour later it's still snowing it's settling on the ground you're thinking all right this really needs to stop being cold now because i'm i now can't feel my feet despite the running around it then continued to get so cold it stopped snowing again so it got cold enough to snow they went too cold to snow is that a real thing too cold to snow yeah that's, that's going to also be the, the first song off my new rap album too cold to snow too cold to snow is that yeah. the first track first track yeah oh, okay i thought the first track might be pilot but yeah good good shout yeah, yeah i did there yeah, <laughs> and talking of that we should probably get started the format because the last few weeks we've definitely waffled on a lot uh about stuff that's going on and uh people love that they don't care about the tv i don't stuff. think they care they i don't think us. they give our monkeys what yeah. we think of the television <laughs> um but we've been away to watch two shows yes. um I, for one, hadn't even heard of the one you suggested this really? week. Mm. Uh, and the one I brought to table is one of possibly the most watched television and shows. And I wish I'd never heard of. Yeah, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with you on this point, but let's let's get to that one after we've done yours yeah. first. So uh, what was the name of the show we went to watch, Jed Shepard? So the show that I am pitching this week as a decent pilot episode, maybe one of the best, <laughs> is Halt and Catch Fire. heard of this unless you've actively sought it out on um, on uh, Amazon Prime. It's currently on Amazon Prime in the UK. I believe it's on Netflix in the US. Um, and it's probably not, from their kind of outset, it's probably not something that you would kind of talk about with your friends. It's not something that you've heard about. It's not a Game of Thrones. It's not uh, one of these big prestige things. It's about something very specific. It is about the coming of the personal computer in the early 80s. It's got a very niche audience from the synopsis. Yeah. Like, for me, you gave me the title and the synopsis, which ultimately I kind of only really had to go on until I pressed play. Yeah. You're looking at it and you're going, this isn't a bit of me. Because when I pitched it, when I said to you last week, I was like, let's do Hot and Catch Fire, you were like, oh, okay. Because you'd never heard of it. Never even heard of it. It's not something that's going to cross your path. this is AMC. Um, yeah, it's developed by AMC. AMC yeah. is on Amazon Prime, yep. so it's clearly got a bit of you know a bit of oomph behind it yeah. because you know you wouldn't get that kind of you know airtime on, on those two networks it. really if it wasn't any good. So yeah, premise of the show is the eighties, set in the eighties, set in the eighties. It's about uh, the coming of the personal computer age, um, and this whole episode is about um, two people who are basically the opposites of each other one is a high-flying mysterious kind of uh chancer kind of a jack the lad yeah who is think of think of don draper from Mad Men, but a bit more annoying yeah. and the first we see of him is driving his ferrari and hits an armadillo that's walking across the road um yeah, so you yeah know, isn't it so yeah. you think this guy is no good um and then you see him hook up with a with a random girl that he got from a school from from a school 
um, in the back of an arcade. Very 80s, in fact. Yeah. But the story doesn't really get started until he starts work at Cardiff Electric, which is a computer company. It isn't a Welsh uh, energy <laughs> place. <laughs> so It probably is, it but probably not is in this as well, instance. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he is a mysterious guy. He basically walked into Cardiff Electric and was like, give me a job. I'm, I'm a top dog. I've seen your sales. I can, I can make you something special. And the guy's like, yeah, okay. Um, but he's... And this is this is uh, the kind of Texan sort of era, isn't it? Sort of deep South America. So it's got a yeah. It's a bit of a sort of you know. There is a certain sort of attitude to life, exactly. At least. Where it, men it, are men and women are kind of there. To, and they, I think they say it in the show, women are kind of there just to be the the background noise to kind of like support yeah. the men. Um, so we are introduced to this horrible character, and then Joe. We, um, his name is uh, Joe McMillan, yeah. yeah. And then we see the complete opposite, and he's the other protagonist, and his name is Gordon Clark. Now, he is one of those guys you see... A-16. Not- yeah, you see a guy who's... <laughs> A-16 is his parking spot, very specific. Um, you see, you know that guy in the office who doesn't say much, just in the corner, everyone goes, oh, that's just Gordon, just leave him alone. He's yeah. got his own cup, he's got his own bowl. If you ever touch his bowl, he will be angry. Yeah, but There'll be person, an email that goes around. Sort of person that puts a post-it note on a bit of cake in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, Gordon's do not touch. Yeah. So he's in there, and like for some reason, this Joe McMillan, he's, he's got a bit of a shine to to um, uh, old Gordon and he kind of highlights his name in this kind of in this uh, company newsletter type thing and you think okay what's what's this guy is he going to destroy his life for some reason well, he, that's what I thought yeah there, there was a moment of kind of like I don't understand what has happened in this episode so far to yeah. cause Joe to pick out Gordon yeah but like, it's premeditated yeah they're obviously, and obviously it goes on to explain it in a minute but usually you get some sort of inclination like yeah. he sort of goes around and goes no no, he doesn't like size anyone up yeah, in any way, yeah. shape or form. He doesn't do any research. There's none of that involved. Yeah. At least not until after he's made this choice of like, Gordon's the guy I'm going to pick on. Yeah. Or well, that's what it certainly felt like to me. Like he was going to deliberately yeah. try and push him out to get to, in. Yeah. Because that's exactly what I thought. I thought, okay, he's, he's marked this guy out to take his place. Yeah. So um, keeping that in mind, he, he invites Gordon to, to a meeting uh, with him with a client. And uh, so Joe's in the meeting with with Gordon and Joe is about to close a deal um, to kind of uh, supply computers, Cardiff Electric computers to this company. And uh, Gordon pipes up and Joe gets really, really angry. Yeah. Yeah. And basically like fluffs the deal. So like in the car park afterwards, Joe's like to Gordon, don't you ever, ever, ever talk when I'm closing again and I thought okay okay he's going to destroy his life now yeah, yeah. and this is the beauty of this of this show it completely flips what you expect to happen I yeah. did not expect what to come so then the next day Joe turns up with a magazine and puts it on on Gordon's desk and is like just goes page 33 yeah and uh, this is something a few years ago Gordon had written in um, a, a computer magazine a kind of an early computer magazine his idea for the future of computers mm. and that is why Joe Join Cardiff Electric is to track down Gordon. Uh, Gordon to to basically pitch him his idea, and his idea is to get the first personal computer that was kind of popular, the IBM personal computer, is to take it and to exploit a flaw in it so they can reverse engineer the technology yep. and make their own personal computer. Which, to clarify at this point, is yeah was and is still illegal. It's, yeah, exactly. But this is something that actually happened, um, and the likes of Compaq and all those. So I didn't realize this was based on a bit of truth yeah, as well. Based on truth, this actually right. happened. There's, there's multiple companies reverse engineered the IBM home computer and launched theirs. Because actually, we, to be totally honest with you, 
I've always heard, you know, you, well, you hear it all the time. These companies nick this idea from them and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I often uh, hear the same story about um, the reason that the Apple logo mm-hmm. has got a like, chunk out of it is because Bill Gates nicked part of Apple's code to build Windows, right? Interesting. I've not heard you that. you heard that, right? So whether it's true or not, I, know, I don't know. And to be honest with you, it's not important, right? Everyone's doing but some. I, I initially kind of went, oh. Is this the start of like Apple? Is this the turning point of Apple slash Windows? Is Apple this... is still a thing. Is a thing in this universe because they mention Apple at one point. Yeah, they do. They do later, but yeah. in this briefest of moments, yeah. when he's talking about reverse engineering the IBM chip, um, I did think, oh, is this going to be like the? Yeah, is this a yeah, doc- yeah. Is this like a a dramatic version of Something still really Steve happened. Jobs and, yeah, yeah. or Bill Gates? And I, I wondered if it was going to go down that yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, so did it, I actually. It yeah. didn't, and yeah. and doesn't. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, all of these things, and I'm, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't say. I mean, I don't know a lot about computers. I know enough about computers to get by. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can operate one. I can use them yeah. happily. Um, but I'm not a, a coder. I'm not a software engineer yeah. uh, and such like that. But even I was sort of like, oh, okay, this this is going to be quite interesting yeah. to see where this goes because like. You think how we explain it doesn't do it justice because you no. think it'll be boring, but this is this is dramatic, and like just even them breaking down the code um, and kind of like uh, finding the how to reverse engineer. It. I just thought that was exciting when they're in the in the um, in, uh, in the garage, Gordon's garage, yeah. And his wife's gone away for the weekend, and they spend spend all weekend uh, working on the reverse engineering. Hand writes out sixty five thousand lines of code, yeah, and they do it over a weekend. And like Gordon's wife turns and was like, and he's like, oh, I thought you were gonna. Be, be back, back on Monday. Monday. She's like, it is Monday. Yeah, which I thought was great. Uh, but the other, the other character gets in um, is reintroduced, shall I say, because she's in a briefly at the start. They need someone to help them uh, develop this new computer. Um, and the only well, you're jumping quite a long way ahead now, aren't you? Towards yeah, yeah. the end. Yeah, kind of towards the end. Yeah. But um, so we there's this girl who's young. I think she's like seventeen. Cameron. Yeah, she's like eighteen or seventeen or something. Yeah, I think she's, she's college, I think it's college, isn't she? Yeah, she's pretty young, and she's the girl that uh, Mike. Sorry, Joe, Joe sleeps with at the start in the back of the back of an arcade um, and she gets really pissed off at him. Um, but she's the reason why he kind of tracked her down wasn't just for a quick hookup around the back of an arcade is because like she showed herself in class to be a brilliant kind of out of the box thinking computer expert. Yeah. So he uh, they track her down yeah, to the she arcade. Has something something to offer yeah. in, in the sort of evolution of computing. Exactly. And she joins the dream team of Gordon, uh, Joe... Um, and herself, yeah. And basically, this Cardiff—they force Cardiff Electric to become a manufacturer of new computers. Um, they're kind of new reverse engineer computer because um, Joe calls IBM and tells them what they're doing, and it kind of forces their hand. Like, there's nothing they can do anymore now. IBM would sue them or something. I forget the kind of technicalities yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's quite hard to explain. So I, I, I would, I would err on the side of caution, saying not try and explain it yeah, because yeah, I think yeah. it's what better to watch it. And, oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. any way we explain it will never sound as as dramatic and as kind of uh, intense as thing, as it really I didn't is. expect it to be this intense and this entertaining. Yeah, people do, talking about computers. I think it's number one. It's informative. It is very dramatic. Yeah. Um, but it's also very entertaining as well. It, it, there's lots of little quirky moments in it. And, yeah. Um, I, I said to you just before we started recording that I likened this in my head yeah. to this is Breaking Bad with computers. Yeah, it really is. You've it's that the- kind of badassery kind of attitude to yeah. it 
Um, you've got very two very opposing characters. Now, Cameron uh, sort of very briefly at the start and comes back into it at the end of the pilot episode. Yeah. But generally, I think the whole thing is built around um, Joe and Gordon's Gordon. relationship. Yeah. It's their... Both of their worlds trying yeah. to mesh together. Joe is the high-flying business... Um, gob on a stick yeah. <laughs> uh, with with the with the ideas and the sort of gumption to go and try them whereas yeah. Gordon's actually the brains of the operation so, a bit like Walter so you've yeah. got almost like the Jesse and the Walter yeah. uh, kind of characters yeah so, so my, my two favourite things about this is how Joe's character is it is basically Don Draper he's got the same kind of backstory he has a mysterious backstory no one knows where he came he's yeah. come from he like disappeared Don for a year or so didn't he yeah he used to work for IBM and disappeared for a year and they didn't know they thought he was dead basically and then he, then he just turns up like that very strange um, and then the other thing that I really really like is how uh, the even in the arc of um, uh, Gordon's character in this episode feels like it could be the arc over a whole season, but they, they managed to cram it into the pilot episode yeah. where he starts off very, very meek. His wife is kind of um, like, he's just sick of him. He doesn't do anything around the house. And then he basically, over the course of the episode, he becomes his real self back to his confess when she used to like when they first met I guess yeah. when they were, had ideas I to think, like build their own thing and the, and the way that's presented sorry I'll, no, go, on, sorry, go, on, go on. the way this is presented is through this speak and spell which I thought was brilliant because the kids their kids Gordon and his wife they have these two kids and they've got this speak and spell and right at the start of the episode it, it breaks down and it's kind of left up to the mum to kind of try and fix it mm. but by the end of the episode he's fixed it and not only fixed it he's improved it now it says their names and in the 80s speak and spells can't say your own kids names so I just thought that was such a nice touch yeah, there's, brilliant there, writing. There, there is a brilliant piece of writing in the relationship between Gordon and Donna, his wife. Love it. Um, and, and that, aside from the main storyline, which is obviously going to be Gordon, Joe and Cameron basically taking computing to the next level, there's something about Gordon and Donna's relationship and the family that immediately you're invested in. Yeah. Like you say, at start, Gordon is a complete arse hat. He's just bumming around. <laughs> Killing armadillos. You know, um, and just generally being a, a grump and just miserable of life. And Donna's trying to be a little bit more upbeat about things, trying to be positive, trying to encourage yeah. them. And, and she's happy as well. She's happy with life. Mm-hmm. Um, and what you don't realise is obviously when Gordon starts to stray back into the old Gordon yeah. um, she becomes quite anxious about the whole thing because obviously something happened before in the past they tried to make their own computer there's didn't a backstory yeah. here that we'll probably find out more I'm about sure in the is, future yeah. episodes where it all went wrong yeah. and they nearly lost everything mm-hmm. and she's worried it's like she's, she's stuck in those two minds where she wants to encourage him because he's her husband yeah. and she loves him but she also doesn't want to go back to where they were because whatever happened clearly was really bad. Yeah. And they just sees, got through it. But she sees that, that, that glint in his eye that she remembers from when they, when yeah. they were probably and, first started going and out. And eventually comes all the way about yeah. full circle to going, look, you know, let's do it together. If you're going to do this, yeah. we're all in this together. Yeah. Let's make it happen. And she obviously sees something in Joe as well because yeah. there is a couple of very brief... Uh, interactions between Joe and Donna <laughs> when he turns up on their like family day out yeah in the cinema <laughs> when they see Return of the Jedi yeah, yeah. when they're watching Return of the Jedi in the cinema which I thought was nice so this is 83 then yeah and um, and there's clearly clearly she's picked up on something from Joe that thinks he's going to bring the best out of Gordon mm-hmm. again I yeah. bring that good side of Gordon yeah. out and, and exciting and kind of uh, this is really really 
really good. Loved it. I, Absolutely I, loved it. You know, four days ago, five days ago, I didn't even even dreamt of hearing of this, and I am loving it. Season one is already yeah to go. I'm planning on watching see, um, episode two tonight, and yeah. I don't know if I'm going to stop till the morning. <laughs> it's it's really good. It's very very clever. Yeah. Um, I think there will probably be parts coming, you know, in la- later on the series where you kind of go, what? I don't understand. <laughs> it's too Just complicated. But but I think. There's going to be so much human side to it, yeah, which is very key yeah. in order to keep it interesting. I think they walk the fine line of the technical stuff and also the kind of like um, <coughs> the stuff that people want to see, the kind of the love and the yeah. drama. Um, it's it's a good mix, and like um, just from the, the brief things I've heard about this, not been too many people talk about, it, but when they have, I've just heard that this is a real sleeper kind of um, hit. Basically, people who'd watch it love it. Um, and I'm so glad that I've watched it now. So- yeah, um, I'm really glad you brought it to the podcast because yeah. I, I think it's one of those shows that's going to uh, occupy more of my time. Yeah. Out of interest, do you know how many se- seasons there are? I think it's on series three at the moment. Okay, because it started on the oh, first... Oh, it's on season four, sorry. Okay, season... Uh, so 1st of June 2014 was when the... Uh, pilot aired. That's right, yeah. Uh, for the first time. So it's only sort of three and a half years old, so it's still quite young. Yeah. Actually, season four aired on August 19th, 2017, and it finished on October 14th, 2017. So... Uh, a short eight episodes? Eight, eight nine episodes? Uh, ten episodes per season. Okay. So there's been 40 episodes so far. I can see this genuinely going into a fifth, maybe sixth season, unless they've officially declared it done. I can't see... Um, a I'm sure there is a fifth season coming out, but... Um, well, unless it's wrapped up in four, yeah. I can see this sort of thing, if it carries on for another one or two seasons, suddenly hitting the big time and everyone going, you've got to watch Hawk and Catch Fire. Um, yeah, actually, season four was the last season. It was? Yeah, but there, it, was, ah. it was planned the whole way through. Uh, so the final season began with a two-hour premiere on August 19th, 2017, and concluded with a two-hour series finale on October 14th, 2017. So it is all done. So we know there's a finite amount. I guess it probably... Sometimes that's nice. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's nice to know that there's a start and an end to yeah. it. Yeah, in four seasons, that's 40 episodes of quality drama. Yeah, they're, what, they're about 45, 50 minutes each. Yeah. But it... it, it in a good way, it flew by. It did. Like, it, really it didn't is. drag at all at any point. You weren't checking your watch for things. I was really impressed with it. Did you um, recognise Cameron? Um, do you know, I was trying to work out where she was from. I was, I was going to Google, but I, I won't do it. I, hang, hang on, let me... I looked her up. Was she a child actress? I mean, she's pretty young in this, but... Um, I, I don't know. Was she in She might have been. House? Again, she might have been. I didn't see that credit. Okay, surprise It's me. a more recent credit that she's got to her name. Surprise me. Black Mirror. Oh. She was in Black Mirror. I don't have the character's name she was in Black Mirror. I don't know which episode she's been in, but she's got some credits under Black Mirror. So I just thought, uh, as we've only done that recently, I was at a few, three weeks ago, three, four weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. She was also in Blade Runner, in the new Blade in Runner the new film. Blade Runner and, film. And The Martian. Yes. Wow. Wow. Yes, she was. She was, yes, she was one of the astronauts on the, uh, yeah, she was. Nice. Oh, she was in San Junipero. One of- no, she wasn't. She was one of the researchers in the... I can't remember. I, so I, I saw Martian recently. Yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. really like that. It's a good film. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, yeah, she was in the Black Mirror episode, San Junipero, which is the one I uh, recommended to you. If you It's one of the upbeat ones. Yeah. Yes, it was indeed. Um, okay. I like this a lot. Um, I will watch more for sure. Yep. And we'll um, score it at the end of the show. we'll score it at the end of the show, yeah. But I think it's time to move on to my one, which may... May not take too long, I don't think, um, because we also went away to watch this week 
the, probably the biggest show on television right now. Yeah. Uh, it is The Big Bang Theory. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 billion years ago expansion started. Wait, the Earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We Okay, before we get into any part of the show itself, uh, I'll just address the theme title straight away. Possibly one of the most recognisable theme tunes. Correct, yeah. Right now, for sure. Yeah. And I think even when they decide to stop doing it, you won't hear that song without... I mean, the song is about associating the, the, it. the show, so it yeah. wasn't uh, an original one before the show. Yeah, like, Bare Naked Ladies, um, for yeah. any fans of 90s sort of indie rock bands out there, that was, I love Bare Naked Ladies. Mm, uh, I'm not too <laughs> sure. I'm not, they're of a time, they're yeah, of a time. They're, they're, uh, but that's the thing, but I think there, there's an element of their sound being quite uh, nostalgic for a certain generation of people. Some might say annoying, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're really, really on it this one this week, aren't you? I, uh, I can feel a low score coming, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, right, so for anyone who's not actually ever seen The Big Bang Theory... Yeah, what's that about, Rob? It is about the lives of five people. Four girls and one guy. Straight off Other the way bat, around. Four guys, one girl. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> Did you watch like the uh, Swiss version or something? It was the, no the Swedish version, really. Okay. Um, sorry, yes, four guys, yeah. one girl, um, and instantly straight off the bat, I would say, before going into any more, that's a really interesting mix to have gone with. Totally do new idea, especially in this day and age. Now this is because why? This is ten years old now. Yeah. This pilot. Um, so even in two, but even two thousand and eight, you know, you're starting to get to a time when. Balance is a important mm-hmm. uh, thing for the whole thing, and and I think I can't can't recall a single show on television where they've gone for a, a group like the Friends we've got we talked about and the, and the others, yeah. Where you've got a a mixture because mm-hmm. we've done things like Orange is the New Black, which is obviously highly uh, on the female side of things, um, but it seems like a very strange number dynamic to go for. I mean, I think that's kind of where the humour, and I say that very, very lightly, the humour comes in yeah. because you have these four guys who are basically losers. Um, even though, I mean, I have a lot of uh, comparisons to stuff I like as well, but I, I consider them in the show, they're yeah. meant to be losers, lovable losers. Um, and it's the kind of like hot girl next door. That's, yeah. that's, that's the kind of premise. But that is, No, you're right. That, that is, in a nutshell, what this show is all about. You've yeah. got four guys who are clearly incredibly intelligent, but very socially awkward. That's None it. of them have got any social skills whatsoever. They've got more... I've actually, I think at one point, uh, Leonard and Sheldon, who kind of lead the, the first episode in, in essence... They make a reference to having a combined IQ of 360, but but they have no idea how to confront someone uh, in doing a favour for someone or, or talk to a girl, for example. Um, so they live in a flat. Uh, Sheldon and Leonard, uh, they, they both live in a flat together, mm-hmm. uh, third or fourth floor up in a building. Um, some running themes through the show include the lift not working, so they're always using the stairs, um, which yeah. you don't obviously realise until you've watched more. Yeah. Um, but... You know, we've said about having these sort of little um, these little characteristics of a, a show and planting those seeds right in the pilot episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, things that we talked about with Only Fools and Horses. We've talked about it with many other shows that we've done on the podcast. Is if you 
just be brave. You know, conv- you're convinced that that is going to be a, a sort of a solid staple part of the show that runs yeah. through it. Uh, so you've got the lift. You've also got Sheldon's seat. Yeah, because uh, yep. there's a specific seat in the flat that he yeah, sits yep. because it's the right distance from the radiator in winter. It's the right distance from the window in the summer for the breeze, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. And yeah, he's a knob. It's 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 just you know straight out of it. He is an utter knob. Um, he has less social skills than all of them put together. But he also thinks he's higher and mightier than everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. there is a, a hierarchy within the four guys. Yes, for sure there's definitely there is, yeah, yeah. Um, they, they all seem to they all seem to naturally sit in a certain pecking order yeah yeah um, but they're Sheldon always, but, and Leonard yeah but they're always competing I think that's, yeah. the, the beautiful thing is they're always competing and they are somehow despite being four nerdy science lovable losers mm-hmm. they all seem to somehow be different as well um, yeah they have different factions to their nerdiness yeah, yeah. um and then, so the, the episode is basically about Penny moving into the flat across the corridor. Um, instantly, Leonard is like besotted with her mm-hmm. and is just trying to be a gentleman about it. But being super intelligent, but socially yeah. awkward, he has mm-hmm. no idea how to do it. And it's essentially following the life of these five. I think he says our, our, our kids would be wonderful or beautiful and Sheldon's just like... Um, and imaginary. Yeah, and imaginary. Right, so that's one of the things I wrote down because I... Within five minutes, and I know you're going to agree with me on this because mm-hmm. we, we text about it when I was watching it. Um, yep. I wrote down uh, three occasions that I genuinely had a laugh out loud. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that has genuinely wound me up about television in general yep. is canned laughter. Nothing winds me up more mm-hmm. than fake telling me when I'm supposed to laugh. Do you think this uses fake laughter? Probably not. I it's probably it's a live audience, audience, but they're they're cued to laugh. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. There's no, there's no way some of the things get the the laughter that they got. Yeah, it feel it does feel fake, and it. But it's always the same amount of laughter. It's always ha ha ha. Yeah, it's always like on and off. It's very sure. It's so produced mm-hmm. and fake that it annoyed me. And I, I and I don't think I'd ever noticed before how much it was used in the episode. I mean, that's it is annoying, but I think the whole show is annoying. The reason why, I mean, I to, to be quite honest, I I did used to watch it. So every week it was on, I used to watch it. But it was kind of the thing you watch in the background was never really kind of connected to it in any way. But it was good to see some of the things that they spoke about on TV, like Dungeons and Dragons and uh, comics and stuff. And because they play. Um uh, not Dalek, Boggle. Is it no? Um, Do they play like 4D chess or something from Star no, Trek? No, they play Boggle, but they play it in a different language. What's oh, it's Klingon? Called, Klingon, Klingon, yeah, yeah. Boggle. Um, so the thing, the reason why you hate this is basically ten years ago, even ten years ago, yep. geeks weren't. It basically makes puts geeks in a bad light. I think now. All the things that we considered geeky like 20 years ago are absolutely mainstream now. Yeah. Like science fiction, comics, horror, comics, very, very, very mainstream. Even 10 years ago, it was it was that place. But but this show kind of highlights these geeks as if they're the only ones who think this. And it's, it's hard in this day and age to have a show like this presenting these people as outcasts when they wouldn't be outcasts anymore. They would be the normal general public yeah. right now. Um, it just gives a bad name to everyone who's into comics, superhero stuff, um, 
you know, like just nostalgic yeah. things. I kind of take your point as well because in 2008, as well, you're 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 deliberately stereotyping incredibly intelligent people, and uh, yeah. I know people who are incredibly academically clever, mm-hmm. but have got the common sense of a you know flannel. Yeah, you know, they, they that's just the way people are, and I know lots of people uh, equally who aren't academically smart. Mm-hmm. Who didn't get a degree in so and so, but their life skills are well. I mean, if I ever have a life question, I think I know who I'm going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I think actually in 2008, that the fact that they, I can't, I can't decide if this is. It's just not funny. I, if, I just if, yeah. If if it's wrong to have done it, to yeah. have made a show where you're deliberately trying to separate the group. To try and really sort of alienate groups of people. I mean, yeah. in a way they are, but they're also trying to bring together the world of the the simpleton. And I and I have to put it like that. In Penny, you know, she's she's a blonde <laughs> who's moved to to the area and yeah. dreams of being an actress, and she works in a cheesecake factory. Really broad stereotypes, almost demeaning. And yeah, and then wrong. slinging her in a group of really intelligent people, and then sort of working. And yeah. and there's a part of that that I like. I think. They're, they're proving that two different worlds, very different worlds of people, can mm-hmm. coexist. And I mean, although it, although there's lots of like jab, you know, jibes here and there and things like that, mm-hmm. it, there's a it, it's it's only I'm trying to make that connection. That's what I would say is that as much as I'm seeing it, I am trying to make that connection because actually I feel like it's it just doesn't work. Well, yeah, to, to me, I mean, I'm sorry if this offends anyone, but to me, this is comedy for people who don't know what comedy is because yeah. it's the most broadest, basic comedy you can get. It's not for all the jokes it's are cheap. just, yeah, just cheap jokes. Yeah. Um, I'm just, it's just terrible. And like uh, Chuck Lorre, who, who's the creator, he th- he's also done things like um, Two and a Half Men, which also is effing terrible, by the way. I know that was one of the most successful comedy shows ever as well. But but no, for, it's the general public sometimes don't know what's good for them. They really don't. Emma said this a few weeks ago when Emma Bullimore came on. Yeah. She was saying that you know, sometimes the public don't know what they want. Yeah. And I'd agree with that. And I think just because this is on at prime time <coughs> and it's e- easy to watch doesn't mean it's you good. You should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, I'm not saying that there haven't been funny elements in this throughout the series, but this yeah. pilot episode in particular, watching it with 2018 eyes, I I was not only disappointed, I expected it to be bad, and it was bad, and it has justified me never watching this TV well, show again. I expected it to be better. Yeah. Um, because it seemed to just capture everyone's imagination. And so the last 10 years, they've continued making it. And it's the biggest show on television. I mean, the money they're paid, which I know you've looked up in a minute, which will just bear with yeah, me a second. Okay. So I just want to go back to the cheap gags. And I totally agree with that. There's the, there's the gag at the start when they go into the sperm bank. And yeah. there's lots of really cheap jokes uh, which are made. And, and the canned laughter really came out for me, became very apparent in those moments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But a little bit of a silver lining to it is that I found all of those cheap jokes that were queuing up made the joke when uh, when they invite Penny into the flat for lunch. Yep. Uh, they go, so what have you been up to? And Sheldon just says, oh, we've been masturbating for money. Right? <laughs> it, what, it genuinely made me laugh out loud. Now, I, 
I don't think you need to have 12 cheap jokes in order for one really good one to pay off. Yeah. yeah. But for me, it, it particularly did. Okay. Um, so I actually genuinely laughed out loud. I, I did have a proper <laughs> chuckle to myself because it was just the way he delivered it. I think Jim does deliver the character incredibly well. The, the actors, I'm not saying the actors, it's not their fault. No, they're just doing the script and <laughs> yeah. I think they do it really well. So there was that moment which I laughed at um, when Penny uh, borrows the shower so she's in a towel, she comes out and all four of the guys are in the room um, and immediately Howard hits on her and starts talking in French and I, I, I again, I chuckled out loud to that because you could see he's a try-hard. Oh yeah, he's, for sure. He's such a try-hard. <laughs> uh, and the imaginary baby comment at the end. Yeah. Um, just There was just three moments when I genuinely sat there I watched it on my own and I laughed Yeah, I actually laughed out loud and I thought you scrap all of that can laughter all that mm-hmm. fake audience laughter and just give me the show I will find what I find funny and I'll let the rest of it go but three laughs in a 30 minute show to me like for instance if you watch especially something that should be funny yeah. isn't enough like if you watch something like 30 Rock which we should do at some point yeah, I laugh probably 500 times during that show just because it's joke after joke after joke after yeah. joke after joke it's, it's perfect comedy but then you've got something like this where it's just so forced and that can laughter is so annoying as well it does my dome in and, and, and like if you watch later episodes they're just recycling the scripts it's just the same same yeah. way again. but let's talk about how much because this is the most popular comedy out yep. there um so have you got have you got the, the the figures? I've got the figures of so at the, it's widely reported that at the moment they're getting paid a million dollars an episode, which was the same as the Hugh Laurie in, in House, wasn't it? Yeah, but also the Friends cast at last season they were paid a million dollars per episode. But um, just recently to show that they're quite good people, they actually gave up a hundred thousand dollars each per episode to give to. So it's the, it's the main five that get a million dollars yep. an episode. But you know the girl, the two girlfriends. Uh, Amy and, and the girl Mayim yeah I can't remember uh, her name yeah the one who was Blossom in, in the Channel 4 which we should do Blossom at some point Blossom yeah, TV show. yeah Blossom put it on the list yep yeah. um, they were only get paid well I say only they were getting paid 200 grand per episode um, but because <laughs> it's not bad for a day's it's work it's not too bad it? yeah <laughs> but the rest of the cast sacrificed some of their pay to bring them up to 500 grand an episode so those who were getting paid 500 half a million an episode while the others get them paid 900 Grand an episode. It makes you wonder how much money that it makes the television network. Oh, just just tons, just absolutely tons. It's, it's it's been syndicated all around the world. Um, it's, it's one of the most popular shows. It's it's worth it. Mm. Um, and I think we we said um, also um, the, the Simpsons cast as well. They were one of the the most famous kind of. Uh, group of people who realised The Simpsons is is probably the most famous TV show probably of all time everyone knows what The Simpsons is yeah and um, they can even though it's just their voices they can they can wangle as much money as they want yeah so um, to check isn't it but uh, the other thing I would say in defi- uh, sort of difference between uh, Big Bang and, and Simpsons is The Simpsons firstly has been going 30 years yeah um, and they keep reinventing The Simpsons yeah. And they keep it fresh. They keep it up to date. Like South Park. When we talked about South Park, yeah. they managed to touch on current affairs stuff in a very humorous way. And sometimes a bit of a, ooh, okay, <laughs> okay. You're going to just basically say that, are you? But mm-hmm. they do it in such a clever way. You know, I think that the writers, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, Matt Groening, and the other writers of Simpsons as well, yeah. they seem to do a, a way, they seem to have a way of keeping something that is that established fresh and new whereas like you say 
any other episode of the Big Bang Theory is exactly the same as this pilot episode. I don't honestly think, and I know we're only supposed to be judging the pilot, but others that I've seen, it's just smart people having a go at dumb people. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, then, and that's, <laughs> exactly. that's all it is. That's all it is. It's, it's, a, it's a very, very intelligent person in Sheldon talking down to his peers who are also equally as intelligent, yeah. but essentially all just talking down to Penny. Yeah, and but weirdly, if someone tells me the Big Bang Theory is their favorite TV show, I'll talk down to, the, to them as well because <laughs> it is it is like the it's a show for I'm sorry it's a show for idiots. And if you genuinely think it's the the most funniest show on TV, then I need to I'll sit you down. I'm not going to take the piss out. I'll of buy you. you. I'll buy you a TV guide. Yeah, and I'll circle the things that you should watch. Basically anything. The whole thing will be covered in red because you watch anything but this. Yeah. I think this is really destructive as well and it, it makes people think of of the kind of geeky people as weird or it just plays on on stereotypes that don't even really exist anymore. Yeah. Um I I, I must admit I re- I wanted to like this because it is a show that is very popular. Um, it's on all the time. Uh, it's very easy to watch. It's easy. To it doesn't watch, yeah. take any brain power to watch this. And we've said this about other shows. That's not a bad thing. Sometimes you mm-hmm. need those shows on the television to, for want of a better description, fill a space. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to join the dots. But I wanted to be more impressed by how it started. Yeah. I I don't know if I'd have watched this on the fourth. Ah, this is a weird thing as well. Right. Um. I'd noticed the 14th of February, there's a pilot episode. Ah. And the way they sort of instantly got that love interest with Leonard and Penny. Interesting, yeah. Um, that was a bit curious and a bit sort of interesting. I thought that was quite a nice little touch, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Whether that was deliberate or accidental, I don't know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I was just let down by it. I, I really wanted to watch it and go, yeah, I can see why this has gone on to, yeah. to be such a huge show. And and the thing is, you you can't deny it. Whether we like it or not is neither here nor there. We're just here to thrash it out for a bit. Yeah. They have made a spin-off show called Sheldon. So when Young he was, Sheldon, yeah. yeah, when he was teenager or a child, like under ten, will not um, subscribe. Will will not. And to be honest that. with you, no, I've I've no interest in going away and watching that. Yeah, because if it's written by the same people or written in the same style, it'll just be annoying. It'll yeah. just be it'll be a bit like Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, if there was it would just, it would just be a bit of a letdown. It would just be a letdown, yeah. really. And I, oh yeah, I, was, I actually feel quite disappointed. I, I was hope, really, really hoping it was going to be good. Yeah, I just uh, think it's, and it, it's and dated it really was, and it wasn't. as well. Um, so it's, yeah, this is probably dated faster than any other show we've watched. <laughs> yeah, it really has. And we've watched Twilight Zone, which is nineteen fifty nine, and that feels fresh compared and to this. It, I can't have to say anything else. You're yeah. absolutely spot on right. Um, is there anything else you want to say about it, or should we go on to the scores? <sighs> I, I, yeah, I, I just think we'd just be continually putting it down, which yeah. I know is what we think, but... You guys out there know we're not liking this one. But listen, if if you disagree, if you can see something else to this episode... Please, uh, please tell me I'm wrong. Then, then I'd, let I'd us love know. to find out you know, why. Let us know. We are, we're never going to have a go at people that tweet us about this sort of thing, yeah. um, because genuinely, we're just on the quest to find the greatest television show yeah. of all time. This clearly is one of the best shows on television because it wouldn't be making the money it's making. Yeah, but but like, don't get me wrong. I've watched at least seven, eight seasons of, of Big Bang Theory. It's not something that I, I've only dipped into. I've watched a lot of it. Yeah. And I'm watching it like almost 
I'm hate watching them. It's like, surely this can't get any worse. Sure, when no. will it end? Yeah. Somebody kill them now. <laughs> will somebody kill me? Like, but, but the, the reason why like I put it on in the background is because it, it is easy to watch. It's just like background yeah. noise. And every now and again, they have like a toy that I used to play with. Or- Here's another gauge, right? I've just okay. I've just thought of another gauge of um, a really good pilot episode. Right, go. You know, if you watch the television, you're watching something, you're really engrossed and you suddenly, let's say the doorbell goes. You desperately, <laughs> do you pause it? Um, I would never pause this Precisely because you can point. come back at any point. So here's the thing. So we've been, we've been sort of breaking down the little elements of a great show, right? <laughs> Over the last, this is week 40. So this is take 40. So yeah. we've done 80 shows now mm-hmm. we've watched and we're finding key elements in each one. So being introduced to a new character, uh, which in fairness they do with Penny, um, going on a journey, an emotional journey, having an emotional investment of something, um, having a great theme tune is a yeah, massive yeah. bonus. Um, giving you something to come back and watch for for next week. Yeah, I yeah. think one of the other things is, in this day and age of on-demand television, mm-hmm. would you pause it yeah. to go for a wee? Pause for a piss. That's what we should call it. Pause for a piss. If there's a TV show that you're yeah. watching and you would pause for a piss, uh, then you know it's a good one. It, so like, we should yeah. use that metric going forward. <laughs> It's, you know what these are becoming, don't you? you know, th- these are becoming like the commandments of television. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The, the Ten Commandments. We'll, we'll figure out of, Ten Commandments. Oh, that'd be amazing. We should do that. Would you pause for a piss? So P- think, great, great, great theme tune, emotional connection. Would you continue watching? Would you pause for a piss? Yeah. <laughs> P for a P. Excuse me for the, the, the excessive use of the uh, the word yes, but uh, we'll <laughs> leave it there. <laughs> um, okay. Should we do scores? Let's score it then. Okay. Uh, you're first this week with Halt and Catch Fire. So what are you scoring it, my friend? Well, I think uh, you know, Mr. Jelly, that how much I really like this. And it was such a surprise because I did not expect it to be this good. And now I'm obsessed. I'm going to watch it tonight, second episode. <laughs> yeah. I'm obsessed already. Um, I want to give it a nine. I wanted to give it higher, but, I f- but until I watch a bit more... Um, I'm going to give it a nine. All right. You haven't watched on then so far? Uh, not yet. I'm going to watch, watch the pilot. But, okay, only cool. watch the pilot, so yeah. both on the same level, begging on this yep, one, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually wrote down eight and a half. Okay. But I am going to bump it up to a nine. Nice. I'm going to, I'm going to meet you on a nine. 18, I, that's I really high. genuinely... Uh, it's always nice to find a show you've never heard of and watch it and go... Well, this where why have this why has this not been on my life before? Why why isn't everyone talking about Hot and Catch Fire? I know it's crazy. I, I know. So um, that's incredible. That's a brilliant score. Eighteen. I'll yeah. uh, ping it into the league table in a second. Uh, let's quickly score though. Let's yep. just do this quickly. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Um, I always try to be fair and even be a little lenient with things. Okay. But I. I I can't give it any more than a three, mate. I'm so disappointed with it. So very disappointed that I ate a three. Well, I'm not going to be so um, kind to it. <laughs> I'm going I'm to see your it's three. It's going to be the lowest score, ladies and gentlemen. Stand by. <laughs> Big Bang Theory, the biggest show on television, is about to go bottom of our league table. I can sense it in my waters. Most likely. I was going to actually, do you know what? Just us talking just then, I've actually going to lower it a little bit. I'm going to give it a two. <laughs> I'm going to give it a two. I was going to give it a 2.5, but I thought it doesn't deserve a 2.5. It deserves a two because I don't want anyone who's never seen it before watching it based on what we've said out of curiosity. Do not watch this. And the only reason why I didn't give it a one is because I think the actors who are involved are actually good actors. Yeah. And it's good background stuff, but I would yeah. not pee for a pee. <laughs> 
<laughs> right, so um, about, I don't know, seven, eight weeks ago, we watched uh, Snatch and you hated <laughs> yes. that. And I was I was quite lenient with it. I, I actually enjoyed that more than I did Big Bang. Uh, Snatch got seven out of 20. Yeah. The Big Bang Theory is on five. I mean, Brilliant. I don't know if anything is going to get a lower score than that. Well, we haven't done uh, Sex in the City yet. Hey, don't you knock Sex in the City. I haven't watched it, but I already know my score. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. You love it. Uh, so, Rob, uh, now we've got that sorted, that messy... Um, yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's, uh, that's... Sh- should we think about what we're going to do next? Move on uh, to the next shows. So, you brought Halt and Catch Fire. I matched yeah. it with Big Bang. So, do you um, want to go, do you wanna go yeah, first? Yeah, okay. So, I have been thinking... Um, I tried a show a while ago on yep. Netflix, recommended by a friend okay. who has dipped in and out of the podcast. So, Adam, if you're listening, good day to you, sir. Adam, have you stopped listening? Has uh, he stopped listening to this show? Well, no, no, he doesn't necessarily keep up every week. Okay. So, like, he binges. binges. Okay. Like oh. you do with television, he binges on the podcast. Right, right, okay. Um, well, Adam, if you're listening, hello. Indeed. So, uh, he suggested to me, or I took a recommendation from him, to watch Archer. Interesting. And do you yeah, know what's interesting? Go on. I've watched the first episode of Archer... Probably six times. Oh, because I've had various people trying to force me to like it, and struggling, struggling. Okay, so we'll see. All right, we'll see. Okay, so I know it's good. It's meant to be good. Everyone tells me it's amazing. It's just that first episode. Okay, we'll go away and watch it with your notepad, and, well, and maybe that might make a difference. Yeah. Well, no. I've got. Okay. Well, then the only thing I can think of to kind of counteract that also on Netflix yep and also in, I think it's a Netflix original I think I know what you might say here Bojack Horseman yep thought um, might. and I think it has I think it might even cross over some of the uh, voice artists which will be interesting if it does Maybe yeah double check that um, but I like Bojack Horseman a lot so I know some of the humour's kind of similar so um, two animated things yeah. both currently on Netflix um if you're out there, give it a watch. The first two episodes of watch, and uh, then you'll be right bang where we are. Absolutely, and we'll be back next week to discuss those. Uh, if you want to share your thoughts with us, you're more welcome to do so ahead of the podcast next week, and yep. you can always read a few of those out. Uh, you can catch us on Twitter, Jed Shepherd. I am Jed Shepherd on Twitter, which is J E D S H E P H E R D, and I am at the Jellyman T H E Jellyman. Uh, so feel free to tweet us with your thoughts uh, if you haven't subscribed already on iTunes please do so it will automatically appear in your inbox and you can listen to it when you're ready uh, and if you uh, have enjoyed the podcast and you have subscribed uh, if you wouldn't mind doing a quick review for us we don't require any words <laughs> just a poo emoji five it's stars fi- fi- and a poo emoji five stars poo emoji that will be happy with that and if you don't like us five stars and a poo emoji yeah Yeah, I like that try that we will hate that yeah oh that would really wind us up (laughs) Um, so until next week uh, when we go into watch Archer and Bojack Horseman I'll see you later alligator (laughs) remember his lines eh in a while crocodile (laughs) 